0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Cold Cut War Propaganda. It is up to you to decide if you want to be remembered or disappear without a trace, like a pitiful grain of sand into a desert of insignificance. To put it plainly, get your shit together and sort out your priorities. You're ten, Jojo. Start acting like it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that also believes this is a bad time to be a Nazi (laughs) I'm Zach And I'm Frank And today we are here to discuss Jojo Rabbit So, first, First time watching it, what'd you think? I thought it was
1: okay. I thought it was good. Yeah,
0: it, it's a cool
1: movie. Yeah, I was I, I was actually, like, really hoping to lo- – I was, like I, – I, I think I had really high expectations for this film because mm-hmm. I've only heard, like, positive things. Yeah. And I really liked Taika, and he got, like, you know, like, nominations at the uh, Oscars and stuff for it, and everybody was just saying, like, how great it was, and I was really, really, like, anticipating, like – it to be. I thought I was just gonna love
0: it. Yeah, and you just kind
1: of liked. And, and I liked it. It. I, mm-hmm. I, it was good. It was. It was actually a lot different than I thought it was gonna be.
0: It's a lot more of a curveball than most people would think from like the trailers. Yeah,
1: the trailers really don't sell
0: it as what it really is. Yeah,
1: which can be a problem for me mm-hmm. in some cases. But also, like I thought during the trailers, I thought Yorkie was JoJo. They make oh, really? they make Yorkie look like the like the the main. Uh, your protagonist,
0: yeah, and he's not even really like the he's side character. He's barely in the movie. Yeah, he's barely <laughs> in the movie.
1: He's he's funny, I guess. but he's like, all right. Yeah, he's like oh paper. And I had no idea that Hitler was like an imaginary friend in this. Oh, you thought it was actually? Yeah, Hitler? I thought I thought it was Hitler <laughs> gonna be Hitler, but
0: uh, intri- you know, it it, it was good. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Okay, uh, give us the rundown. All right, so Jojo Rabbit came out in 2019. It was directed by Taika Waititi. You have Taika Waititi playing Adolf Hitler. You have Roman Griffin Davis, who plays Jojo, our main character. You have Scarlett Johansson playing Rosie, his mom. You have Thomason McKenzie playing Elsa, uh, the girl that's in the room. The uh, Jewish y- girl. Yes, because we're, we're going to get into all of this. <laughs> <laughs> you have Sam Rockwell playing Captain Klenzendorf. And then just to throw him in there, you have Stephen Merchant and Rebel Wilson in here. They're not main characters in any way, but they are fun to to be in here. Yeah.
1: And Archie Yates, who plays... Yeah, Yorkie. Yorkie. Um, And this is, I mean, it's a very simple premise, honestly. It's pretty much a boy, a young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mom is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Mm -hmm. And he's like... He's have he's having like this like doubts of like what should I do should I tell my mom should I not I love Hitler I I, I think that like, you know <laughs> when he, you say it like that out of context <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, out of context this whole conversation is going to sound weird but he does he like he like mm-hmm. really like he loves Hitler so yeah. much
0: and I think it's important to say that this is during Nazi Germany yeah
1: this is World War Two this is like you know they are uh they are trying to take over the world at this mm-hmm. point and they truly believe it's actually funny because like. They kind of know that they're gonna lose. Like yeah. everybody knows that they're gonna that that uh they're about to get pretty much like overthrown with America coming in and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but they all are still like trying so hard to uh just make it seem like it's all just like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, like, we're gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> um It was interesting. And I I definitely think Sam Rockwell's character was gay. There is like this one <laughs>
0: really, really small scene yeah. in the movie where like him and like his His like right hand man. Yeah, just like look at each other like no. really close up and like Yeah, they're like, then, <laughs> yo, they're like about they look, to kiss. Exactly. And then they never do anything else with it. And I'm just like That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I was like cool, that was like a a small little moment. Yeah. Elaborate more. Because yeah. I like Sam Rockwell in this Oh, I movie. love...
1: I thought... I, I didn't know that he was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I when I found
0: out that he was in it, I mean, I was so happy. I was yeah, like, oh, like, okay, this is going to be fun. Between this and Three Billboards, like, he's just, like, skyrocketed in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm.
1: You um, ever see the movie Moon with him? No. Where he's like... It, you should watch Moon. mm mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um. Anyway. So, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, overall, I just kind of liked it. I was really, really hoping to love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Mostly because the movie is kind of just, it kind of, like, takes place, like, mostly in the four walls of, like, the room where the girl, the Jewish girl is and Jojo are. Yeah. And it's just kind of them, like, building a relationship and him kind of, like, not knowing, like, what to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have Jojo who is, like, so Mm pro-Hitler. Like, he's very much a Nazi. And his mom secretly is working or trying to work for like the allied powers yeah and trying to like restore balance in the the force force. (laughs) (laughs) no but like she is she is very like against the war and she won't tell jojo but she's against everything that like germany is doing right now right and what i love the most about this film is that It has so much of, like, from the trailer and then for a good portion of the movie, it's so lighthearted. Yeah. And you take, like, this crazy concept of this boy who has Hitler as his... Role model. Role model and imaginary friend, and you have it where Taika portrays him in such a lighthearted way that makes it funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you... the it, whole cigarette it, bit it, it's a it's definitely a feat in itself um to make hitler likable in a film mm-hmm. because in the way that they the, in the way that Taika portrays him again it's very very lighthearted and he's kind of just like he's kind of just like a silly uh character
0: yeah i mean most of his films like where he's in it he is a silly character yeah
1: and again like it's definitely Interesting to make Hitler kind of likable in a movie, and mm-hmm. he's just so lighthearted that like th- they never go the route in this like fi- they, they never go like too dark in this movie at no. all. Like I mean, one thing that I really liked is that like most films that take place in World War Two, mm-hmm. Nazi Germany, or whatever it is, is like the color palette of the film is usually like very bleak and very mm-hmm. like gray and and whatnot. But like this film is like very bright and like very. I noticed that how um and it, and, it's, and it's actually it's actually historically accurate is mm. like how like fashionable like everybody was by the and end of it
0: Jojo's attire I was like yeah. man
1: I would rock that shit <laughs> <laughs> but it's very like fashion forward and mm. like that is accurate for the time like Germany had like really really great fashion during that time because they were fucking stealing it from everybody and yeah. and and everybody was just like wear like you know just dressing like in these really bright uh exuberant colors and like it's very it's very um it's not the norm to see a film that takes place during this time covering the subject matter that it's covering for it to be such like a light and airy kind of film and then also the visuals being so light and airy as well
0: yeah i mean like one of the best things too like that taika really i i honestly believe because i haven't looked into it but like taking inspiration from Wes Anderson. Like you see a lot of it. It feels like a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Like you see a lot of it in like the color patterns and like the style that these characters talk and the framing of the shots. Like one of the best shots to me was like um, the montage of when Rosie and Jojo are riding their bikes and you have that super wide out long shot of them just riding around. And then before that too, when they're on like the steps at the park and it's oh, just right, zoomed yeah. all the way out, and it's framed, like, perfectly, which yeah. is what Wes Anderson usually is known for. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels like Taika is wearing his uh, inspirations on his sleeve. Yeah. For sure. But that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of, like, weird to always... Because, like, it kind of feel Like, when Taika did Ragnarok, mm-hmm. like, that feels also like if Wes Anderson would have made a Marvel <laughs> film. Yeah. So... I, comparing him to Wes Anderson all the time, like I feel like it's kind of doing him a little bit of a disservice. Mm-hmm. Like he has his own specific style that happens to be just like in the same aesthetic as Wes Anderson. Um, but I do like—I I don't know. Like if I had to, if I had to say, like, do I like Wes Anderson more or Taika? Mm-hmm. I'd probably say Wes Anderson.
0: Yeah, I mean he did everything first and he's more well known in the the style of that quirky kind of like fun lightheartedness. Yeah
1: but to say that you know to, to say that Tyka is stealing or to say that he's like only being inspired by Wes I feel like again is kind of doing like a little bit of like a disservice to Tyka because I think I think you can see his his own personality like mm-hmm. put into the film like it doesn't only feel like it doesn't feel like a Wes Anderson ripoff oh no this no, is what no. I'm trying to get at
0: it just like it has that aesthetic to it that I always kind of like end up seeing a little bit in yeah. Taika's work but at the same time too I'm like oh yeah this is Taika yeah like this is definitely him mm-hmm.
1: so the story though is pretty again like kind of bare bones mm-hmm. and that's kind of like where I don't know I, that's kind of like my, my my main issue with the film was pretty much just that like it I didn't find myself caring as much as I thought I should
0: about Jojo or Elsa? just about
1: like yeah like yeah like them as characters mm-hmm. and even like the mom like when the mom died like hit, like when she when she was hung mm-hmm. like it didn't hit me really because that hit as me it, hard it didn't hit me like as as much as I, will, I as much as I wanted it to hit me mm-hmm. and I think it was just because. I don't know, like, I just didn't find, like, the dialogue that was going on and, and the conversations that were that were being had, mm-hmm. mostly between Jojo and Elsa, like, to be that engaging. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just kind of found myself going, like, all right, this is scenes going on a while, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, it kind of sucks because I really, really wanted to love this movie. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I, you know, it could be one of those situations where if I go back and watch it a second time, I might enjoy it a I lot more. I feel like more you would. Because now I know what it is. Because, again, like, my, my expectations were just... A through the roof and B, uh, they were just the movie was not anything like I was expecting the movie to be, yeah. so that that may have been why okay. I uh, you know I, yeah you
0: didn't fall in love with it yeah I mean for me like what I really enjoyed about this film was you have like this such light hearted film for most of it and then just out of nowhere you get like punched in the face with like realism like when like Jojo's at the camp and throughout it, it's just all lightheartedness. And then out of nowhere, they just snap the rabbit's neck Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh fuck. Mm -hmm. And then later on you have it where Jojo is walking with Rosie and they see the people that were hung. Mm -hmm. And then like you mentioned, like later on when you have Rosie where Jojo's just walking through the streets. And I think that's like perfect how he did this like to set it up where it's not just like boom you see the shoes and then that's it. Yeah. Like he he follows the butterfly and then like as the butterfly leaves, he lifts up his head and then right there yeah. are the legs and you just you immediately know from the shoes. Yeah, yep. And I was heartbroken at it cuz I really believe that throughout this film Rosie was a perfect mom. A like perfect mom. <laughs> well, not not like A perfect, perfect mom. But, like, a perfect mom in film. Like, she really tried her best, like, during all this to support her son. And she did, like, anything that she could to, like, make him feel included and, like, loved. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they touch on it. Like, he's going through a rough time where it's, like, his father's away. Yeah. And he hasn't heard from him in two years. And there's a good possibility that he's dead. But the mom just keeps going. And Rosie just, like, brings this... Especially in the scene where it's like, you know, they're eating dinner and she like puts Puts the jacket on. on. (laughs) Yeah. And you have like this beautiful scene where it's like, at one moment, JoJo is like pissed off and like just ready to disown his mom. And she does this one act and then boom, like they're just back to being a family again. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And that's where like when you saw the shoes, it was so heartbreaking because it's like, oh my God, you just killed off like this incredible love for his her son
1: yeah and like it's kind of interesting that they like i don't know like it i feel like the one, when he found his mom like he the reaction wasn't nearly as like well he was in shock i guess but i mean like even like the aftermath like after like the shock settles and like he's like living with it like
0: i don't know yeah, like he kind of I mean, he
1: kind of just like he's like okay <laughs> yeah i mean honestly <laughs> like
0: afterwards it was kind of like okay well you're not mourning your mom yeah. that much i mean even so like with elsa when you find out about like nathan's death yeah it's like all right well
1: but i also understand mm-hmm. why like i yeah. i understand why they made that choice why taika made that choice of doing it because it would have gotten too heavy yeah and like that's not like this movie isn't supposed to be heavy mm-hmm.
0: because i feel like if you do too much of like back and forth of lightheartedness and heaviness it just loses its full meaning yeah yeah
1: So, I mean, again, like, it has, like, the heaviness, but it's kind of just sprinkled without, and it's never, like, deep-dived into, Mm -hmm. which, again, like, is... Look, this movie feels like a type of film that would have been shown in my, like, sixth grade class.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah,
1: and, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because, like, clearly this film is trying to send a message, Mm -hmm. and trying to show, you know, that... You can't just hate somebody and and assume about like you know assume, assume things about them mm-hmm. because of the simple fact that they are a different race than you, or a different uh, or from a different part of the world, right? Like yeah, and they show the ridiculousness of the Nazis in this movie with all like the high Hitler's. Like there's mm-hmm. that one scene where oh, they just are con- so just bouncing back and forth, and mm-hmm. it's just showing you like the absurdity of like what these like how these people thought, mm-hmm. and. And it feels like a film that when you show a child that like, it's like teaching them a lesson about how that, look, something atrocious happened here Mm -hmm. and it's, you can't deny that it happened. You can't say that it never happened. And, and it's, it's a heavy subject matter, but Mm -hmm. here is a friendly version of it for you so you understand what happened and here's, like, the lessons that you take away from it. And, like, that's what this movie feels like. This movie feels like you're taking away lessons, which is fine. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I love films that have, like, meanings and, and, like, things that make you think and whatnot, but it does feel
0: like an entry level mm-hmm. to it, you know? I mean, I I don't fully agree with that because I well, feel— Well, you're like, wrong. You're no. wrong. <laughs> I feel like this is still, like, a fun movie where it's, like— you can watch this when it's, like, a, a Sunday afternoon and it's raining and you just want to, like, have fun. Yeah. Um, And, and at the same time, too, it, it really does bring, like, this underlining message where people can change. And I think that was, like, the biggest thing that I took from this where JoJo, for a good quarter of the film, like, really fully believes in everything that Hitler is saying and is full-on Nazi. Yeah. And... You have this slow transition with Elsa Mm -hmm. where they end up becoming friends and Jojo learns that, like, this is not an okay way to be. And it does border a little bit weirdly to me because they kind of lead you to believe that, like, you know, Jojo and Elsa are falling in love, but there's this huge age age difference. And they acknowledge that. Yeah. And then by the end, they decide, like, okay, it's more of, like, brother and sister. Yeah. But, you but still Jojo doesn't on want it. it. Yeah, I mean you still touched on it and now it's weird because it's like I know that it's there. Well yeah, and I mean he I mean it's not even like that that you I mean it,
1: they make it pretty apparent cuz Jojo literally says like I love you yeah i'm falling in love with you and and i know that i'm too young for you or and whatnot and he like he know he's kind of hoping that she says like yeah nah, it's fine yeah, i'm yeah, cool yeah, with yeah, younger yeah. boys <laughs> yeah uh so that's definitely not like something that's like trying to be like only hinted at like it's mm-hmm. pretty much just put out on the table like this is how he's feeling yeah um but i i, I see what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. i think that um i i agree though what you're saying about like Yes, like you also can just throw in like this. Like you can throw this movie on and just enjoy it. Like it does. You don't need to like, if look at it so like. Oh, you're trying to learn a lesson out of it. Like it. It is just an enjoyable movie at the same time. Yeah. But I do feel like there is a purpose to this film.
0: There is, and when you mix it with like such great comedy. Because I really liked a lot of the stuff that was going on, especially with, like, Hitler, which, again, sounds weird out of context. Love the stuff that was going on yeah. with Hitler. <laughs> like <him laughs> you, know, eating- you know that Hitler guy? I, li- I, li- I like the stuff that <laughs> <Like> was there. <laughs> like, him eating, like, the unicorn head and, like, jumping through the window and offering the cigarettes. And he is like, stop offering me cigarettes. I'm 10. Yeah, yeah. And um, when they're, like, in the library, it's like, oh, we build a-, a-, a floor made out of books and then take them all away and she falls to her death.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he's very, like, slapsticky.
0: Yeah, and a fun fact, too, that I found out was um that, like, a lot of the time during, like, the filming of this, uh, Taika was like, oh, no, like, my scene's coming up next, so, like, I just got to stay in costume. And would just direct as Hitler. Yeah, and you definitely is- <laughs> got to be, like, you know. I mean, I'm sure that you can find, like, a picture of that, but, like, boy, <laughs> you got to be, like, really committed to this. To and also, that.
1: like... I'm sure that you're much nicer to your team yes. when you're directing Dress as <laughs> Hitler.
0: He just, like, does a 180 while directing in it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, I mean,
1: but, again, like, his character in itself even doesn't, like, is never, it's never, like, like, heavy at all.
0: No, no. It's always, like, lighthearted. Even at the end when, like, he fully realizes that, you know, the war is lost and he's trying to get, like, Jojo back to, like, being a Nazi again. Yeah. And... He's yelling at him, and then you just have, like, this, again, kind of, like, slapstick comedy ending to it, where he's, like, fuck off Hitler, and then kicks him through the window that's, like, 12 feet away from him. Yeah. Very, like, Spartan kick. Yeah, and, again, like, this is Sparta, so hmm. <laughs> no, like, um, again, like you you took like this serious moment and still was able to make it funny. Yeah. And I think that's where like Taika really demonstrates like him as a director where he can take these serious subject matters and make it almost relatably funny.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great comedy in this film. There is. And there I really, really is. There's like, a, the ending. Yeah, the ending thing. is obviously like very comedic. I mean, all the stuff with Sam Rockwell yeah. is pretty funny. Like I mean him. when he shows up in like the peacock yeah. outfit thing going on and like he, like he's trying to like he's like he brings in Jojo and he's telling him that like, you know, he's got he's got these guys coming in from the like flanking mm-hmm. him and he's got this like these guys coming in from this part of the city. Like, what is he gonna do? And like in reality, like his main concern is like the outfit that he's going to be wearing
0: <laughs> during it. It's like, I told you to get German shepherds, not actual German people <laughs> who are shepherds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot
1: of, like, really, really funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish, though, that it just, I, I just wish I liked it more. I, I, I feel bad that I don't.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a huge, huge fan of, like, the actual ending. Like the dancing? Yeah, I mean, like, just them, like, stepping out. Into the world and seeing that, like, you know, the war is over would have been enough for me. Yeah. But to me, it was just kind of like awkward that they dance. I know that it was like the message throughout the entire film that Rosie was saying, like, you know, what do you do when you're free? You dance. Yeah. And, I don't know. I just felt like it was super awkward. They could
1: have went, like, full-blown, like, Shrek, though. Yeah. Like, at the end, where it's just, like,
0: everybody comes in and starts, like, dancing. And Donkey just has, like, the babies with the dragon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, they could have had, like, you know, but instead it's just, like, them. And it's, like, not even... It kind of feels unnecessary. Yeah. Because it's, like, oh, they they dance for, like, 13
0: seconds, like, (laughs) you know? I mean, that's the thing. And then, too, like, why are you going to pick, like, out of all David Bowie songs, you pick heroes? you could have picked let's dance (laughs) like that's an actual david bowie song that would have fit with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh
1: but look overall i like the movie i I did i I really did enjoy it i i I just i I wish that i enjoyed it a little bit more
0: i get it i give it eight hand grenades out of ten yeah
1: it's not bad it's definitely uh it's definitely fun it's um it's definitely a good time and it's it's a movie that's covering subject matter that's so heavy that but makes it so light that you could kind of make it like a family movie. Like you could sit down with your kids and watch this mm-hmm. and not have a problem. Um, so, you know, that's cool. Yeah. I liked it. Good choice, Zach. Thank you, Frank. Zach, you have a recommendation?
0: I do. So in, in the world of comedy as well, um, and this has been out forever, but I want to recommend what I believe is the best sitcom ever made. And it's not Friends. It's not Seinfeld. It's The Office.
1: Not even The Office. Oh, okay. I love
0: The Office. But before The Office, there was one that, like, I fell in love more and to the point where, like, I've watched the show over three times. And that's that seventy show. Mm. It's a good show. It is. like, <laughs> And it, it's funny to think, too, because it's, like, it is a sitcom, but it was actually funny. Because a lot of the times where you have, like, sitcoms, if you take out, like, the laugh reel, there's a good chance that, like, you know, it's not actually funny without you having to be told, like, hey, this was the joke. Yeah. Um, That seventy show could do it without the laugh track and still be hilarious.
1: You know, I've never, like, fully committed to that seventy show. Like, I've never sat down and, like, really, like, watched, like, season by season or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen, you know, I've seen a good amount of it, but Mm -hmm. I've never, like, actually sat down and watched it. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, characters' names. Yeah, I mean,
0: like... (laughs) the the first season uh, it's always like the They're most, yeah, it's yeah. always the most dry and then the last season is always like you know where half the cast leave because they want to pursue other things yeah but, but in between that <laughs> in between that like fantastic because like you also had the rise of like Mila Kunis and Aston Kutcher in here right and it sucks cuz like a lot of the other cast really did not do much else Honestly, yeah, um, the
1: Spanish dude ended up doing like Yo Mama on like, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the guy that played Eric Foreman, I forget his name, but like he ended up doing like two other movies that I've seen him in, which really felt awkward. One of which was Predators Eric, Eric. He also was in Spider Man, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Venom. Oh, right. The other thing that I've seen him in, and And I
1: think I saw him in, he was in American Ultra. You ever see American Ultra?
0: I know of it. I think that movie's kind of (laughs) fun, but um, yeah, like it's just like this awesome time because it's set in the 70s so you have like this whole thing of like the the rock movement and like everything that's going on in the world at the time and you have like the older characters like red and kitty who are just stuck in like their older ways but still make it hilarious with calling him like a dumbass the entire time
1: that dude's got a lot of forehead. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Foreman got a lot of forehead. <laughs> but
0: um and it it deals with like actual situations too. Like yeah. growing up like watching it and like they talking about sex is like someday I'll do that. <laughs> I need to know these things. But all in all like it just was like a really fun time and it's always stuck with me where it's like this is the sitcom of sitcoms to me. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of stoner comedy though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's what they are. They're all stoners. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got uh was it Chong in there? Yep. I remember
1: um I remember not understanding like you know how they have the uh like this st- when they're all like sitting in a circle like mm-hmm. smoking and like the camera just goes from like character to character.
0: Oh, you didn't realize that they were. I didn't realize like, that they were like fuck? Yeah, when I was
1: like a kid, I was like, huh, this is like weird. Yeah. And like and then I remember like one day it clicked where I was like oh (laughs) they're like passing a joint around Mm -hmm. i get it
0: (laughs) the director was really smart about that like figuring out like okay how do we do this without showing yeah it
1: it was uh it was was pretty good yeah so uh, all right cool that's 70's show Mm -hmm. all right frank what are we doing next for our movie discussion uh we are going to be doing our top five movie villains of all time nice Okay, so
0: <laughs> l- look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Zach, <laughs> take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, no stabbing. No stabbing!